When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. The delivery driver couldn't find my package. She was at my door, scratching her head. I know I had the package when I left this morning, but your parcel has seemed to wander off. Could you come help me look? Curiosity and the sincere look on her face convinced me. I slipped on my shoes and walked out to her truck. The back was open, and I have to admit, on first glance, it looked like a number of boxes and shelves. Then I pulled myself up into the truck and... Everything shimmered in front of me. There were still boxes and shelves, but there were a lot more of them stretching further than I could see, and there were invisible hands moving the boxes around. The first teller for this episode is me. I recorded this story a year or two ago and thought you might enjoy it. This is the story, The Lucky Tea Kettle. Night was just falling on the old temple in Japan. The novices were saying their last prayers and chants, and the sounds filled the temple. The old priest, he made his way into the kitchen to find a teapot to carry with him to his room that night. And it seemed that all the teapots had been taken off the shelf, and there was one old cast iron teapot in the very back. It was covered in dust. Couldn't, hadn't been used since he couldn't remember when. Reaching back, he pulled it off the shelf and set it down. He had the water heating over the fire. He dusted it off, poured a little of that hot water in, swirled it around, and poured it out. And then he filled that teapot with hot water. Putting his hands on the side, he felt it get warm and then hot and then furry. <laughs> and he looked at the teapot and found there was fur sprouting between his fingers. It was brown and white. And as he stared, that cast iron was transforming. That handle was turning into a little tail. There were tiny feet starting to grow from the body of the teapot. And the head of the teapot was starting to turn into a badger's head. And he looked at it and, oh! <laughs> And the novices walking by, having just finished their prayers, came in and saw the final transformation of this teapot into a badger. And they all stood looking at it as the badger wiggled his toes and swished his tail and looked at those around him. And one of the novices poked it. <laughs> and then all broke loose because that badger started bouncing off of every single novice and then it was up onto the shelves, running along the shelves, knocking things here and there. They chased it around and around the kitchen 
And finally it shot out the door, and they followed its trail of chaos through the temple. It found its way into the calligraphy room and stomped all over the white paper with little inky black feet. It made its way into the dormitories where all the beds had been laid out ready for that evening and burrowed into all of those. It was a mess, blankets thrown everywhere. And finally, as they chased it through, holding brooms and encouraging each other, they found it in the shrine room. It had crawled up onto the shrine and was sitting there just starting to cool down. And as it cooled down, the fur disappeared, the feet disappeared. Long came the tail and there was the spout and there on the altar was the tea kettle. <laughs> and as they stood there with brooms ready to face this fearsome tea kettle, they heard a knock at the door. At the gates of the temple, they went and invited in. It was a tinker, one of those who had come by often enough to sell them things, buy whatever they had to sell, and then travel on his way. The novices were quickly sent to bed, told to be quiet. Off they went. The tinker looked around and thought, boy, they're letting this place go downhill. It's quite a bit messier than last time I came here, but he didn't say anything. And together he sat with the oldest priest and drank tea out of a different tea kettle. Now, as they spoke, the tinker asked, do you have anything that you might want to sell? And the priest smiled. <laughs> I do. I have an old tea kettle. No one uses it anymore. Don't even know if it is usable. But I'd be more than happy to sell it to you. And he brought out that beautiful cast iron tea kettle. And oh, it was lovely. How much do you want for it? How much do you have? Well, I have 20 coins. Would you take 20 coins? Yes, I, we'd be giving it away, but we'd be happy to take 20 coins for it. And so the coins were passed over. The next morning, the tinker wrapped it up and put it in his pack and began to travel. Now, he traveled a few days with this heavy tea kettle in his backpack until one evening when he was preparing his own tea, his earthen pot broke. And he was planning on selling that tea kettle, but you know, he would use it first to see how it worked. <laughs> Filling it up with water, he put it over his fire, let the fire come up around it, and he lay on his back and he looked at the stars. He could smell the beautiful smell of the woods around him. That caramel smell of pine, the smell of the deep earth under the trees, the wafting smell of burning fur. He <laughs> sat up and looked at the fire. There was the tea kettle just finishing its transformation into what he thought might be a badger. But he did not stay to look. He ran and he hid behind a rock just as the badger launched itself from off of the fire and rolled onto the ground and began snuffling around looking for grubs. And the tinker looked out, looked at the badger. The badger looked at him and he did, ah! And the badger looked at him, ah! and then they continued doing that all through the night until the badger cooled down and once again became a tea kettle. The tinker didn't want to leave it behind, but he didn't want it in his backpack. So when he packed up the next morning, he found a stout stick and he hooked it under the tea kettle and walked with the tea kettle in front of him. And it was in that position that another traveler found him. 
the traveler was a storyteller making his way down the road and seeing the tinker coming holding the kettle out in front of him he said huh is this a new way to carry kettles i seem to be behind on the fads these days <laughs> the tinker put it down and sat with the storyteller and told him everything of course the storyteller wanted to see it <laughs> the tinker was not so sure about it but they lit the fire they boiled the water they poured it into the kettle and the storyteller got down on hands and knees and watched as the kettle warmed and the fur sprouted and he was nose to nose with a badger who had eyes as black as cast iron. This is a lucky and accomplished tea kettle. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, said the tinker. It's been very unfortunate that I bought it. No, do you not see what you can do with it? And as that Badger began to snuffle around in the leaves. He said, well, take this on the road as a show. They discussed all the details, and by, by the time the badger had cooled back into a tea kettle, the tinker had some idea of what he was going to do. He went to the nearest town. He hired a fine showmaster. He hired someone to play music. He set out flyers. All they said was lucky and accomplished tea kettle now showing. <laughs> and people were not sure what to make of it, so a few of them bought tickets. And as they sat and waited, the curtains parted, and there on stage was a cast iron tea kettle. And the water was poured in. Oh, the audience gasped and laughed as there came the fur and the tail and the nose. Why, that badger, he could stand on his front feet and walk. He could walk on a tightrope. He could jump through a hoop. And it wasn't long before they told their friends and they told their friends, but of course no one believed them until they had bought a ticket and seen this happen as well. Word spread. And so it was that princes and princesses, lords and ladies, demanded that they also have private showings of the lucky and accomplished tea kettle. <laughs> and as the years passed, the tinker made his fortune and he made his children's fortune. He made his grandchildren's fortune and his great-grandchildren's fortune and decided he would stop at that, for he was an old man at that time. But he had this tea kettle, and he knew where his fortune had come from. And so one day he had it packed in a fine box lined with silk, and four men carried it through the mountains until they came to a quiet temple in the woods. And there knocking on the door, the master priest opened it up. The same one who had been a novice poking at a badger so many years ago. <laughs> and they sat and they drank tea and the tinker told of all of his fortune and gave them the tea kettle. And the tea kettle was set on the shrine and revered and prayed to, but never again did they fill it with water. <laughs> and now it is time for you to enjoy tea and snacks. We're going to take it into the show. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Midas Accounting and Investments. You work hard for your money. So when you need someone to manage and grow it, trust Midas Accounting and Investments. 
This company can take your coins and copper and through clever investments and smart accounting turn your money into more money. This is not done by the touch of a magical finger, but through state-of-the-art technology and dedication. Our team makes every effort to safely invest your money while also keeping up with offerings to the gods on your behalf. When you're ready to grow your wealth, trust Midas Accounting and Investments, turning your hard work into gold. Have you been wanting more fairy tale reading in your life? As Winged Sandals patrons of the podcast, you can be part of the Story Book Club. Four times a year, a gently used book of folk or fairy tales will show up on your doorstep. It might be a retelling or an anthology. It might be a picture book or a chapter book. You will have to join to find out. Patrons at the storybook level get all the other rewards too. The extra podcast, the postcard, and the hangouts. The next round of books go out this month. So go to patreon.com forward slash story story podcast or story story podcast.com to join now or upgrade your patronage to add some storytelling books to your bookshelves this year. The delivery driver let me take it in and watched as I ducked when a light package was hurled from the back. Usually these invisible helpers keep things organized, but it seems they have completely misplaced your package. I don't mean to pry, but could you tell me what it was? I felt a box bump against me, and I moved to the side before answering. It was a book, uh, it was a book about invisible helpers in the world. It even had pictures. That was all I needed to say. She dropped her belly fast as a cat reached under the shelves and began fishing around under them, pawing and yelling. I know why you took it, but it wasn't yours to keep you, a vain little helpers. In a few grabs, the mailer with my name came flying out, and then she appeared to be in a tug-of-war with something over my book. It took three good yanks, and... In a few grabs, the little mailer with my name came flying out. It had been ripped open, but she appeared to be in a tug-of-war with something over my book. It took three good yanks, but the little creatures let go, and she went rolling across the truck and knocked into the other shelf. Are you okay? I asked as I hurried over and offered my hand. She waved it away, straightened up, and dusted the book off, handing it to me while panting. We're very sorry about the state of your package. We would appreciate it if you wouldn't give us a bad rating for this little mishap. At the words bad rating, the truck went still, and there were little gasps from the invisible creatures. Evidently, bad reviews mattered. I gave a little wink to the driver. I suppose I can overlook it. I would advise your team to purchase their own book next time. The driver nodded and helped me down from the truck. As I walked into the house, I could hear her scolding her invisible co-workers. I do believe my next packages will be delivered in pristine condition for a little while. Rachel Harrington is a longtime listener of the podcast and a teller based in New York City. Rachel inspires individuals and audiences to cultivate joy in their lives through the art and craft of folk and personal narrative storytelling. She offers performances, coaching sessions, and workshops, and she uses the power of story to help people play, shake off the dust of their everyday in order to discover new ideas, build community and empathy. Tell stories with clarity and heart. 
on Earth Day. This year, 2021, she will be releasing her Rambling Stories Project, stories for your ears that will get your feet moving in nature and your mind creating stories. It will be released on her website, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-H-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N.com, rachelharrington.com, with details coming out on her social media. But this is a story she recorded just for you, dear listeners. This is Jack and the North Wind. There was once a family who lived in a rickety old house on top of a hill. One fine summer morning, the father and the two oldest sons, Will and Tom, set out to find work. This left the youngest son, Jack, and his mother to take care of themselves in the old house on the hill, which they did just fine for a while. But it got to be a long time that the father and Will and Tom were gone, and the food and money in the little house began to run low. Then winter set in. The icy north wind began to blow in through the cracks in the walls of the house, until Jack and his mom felt like they were living in a very cold wind tunnel. Well, one afternoon, Jack and his mom were cold and they were hungry, and so they decided to make themselves a nice, hot, toasty loaf of bread to warm themselves up and tide themselves over. So they went to the cabinet. But when they opened the doors, they saw that they only had enough flour to make one last loaf of bread. Jack took that last precious bit of flour down off the shelf and set it in a bowl on the table. But no sooner had he done this than the north wind rattled in the rickety old house from one side, scooped up every last grain of flour, and carried it out through the cracks on the other side. Well, Jack didn't like that at all, and so he thought that if they couldn't have their loaf of bread, he could at least try to fix the walls of the house, stop the wind from coming in. He started thinking of how he might patch things up, when he remembered that his brother Will had broken the hammer cracking walnuts, and his brother Tom had used up all the nails mending the fence, and he hadn't replaced them. So Jack said to his mom, Seems like the best thing to do might be to go talk to the North Wind about getting our flower back. And so off he went. But the way was long, and he walked and walked until finally he reached the house of the north wind. Just as Jack was about to knock on the door, the north wind flung the door open and bellowed out in his big gruff voice, Hello! What do you want? Jack looked straight at the north wind and said, I came to ask you to be so kind as to give back the flour you swooped in and took from me and my mom. It was our last bit of grain, and without it we'll starve. Well, the north wind was gruff, but not unkind, and so said to Jack, Oh, I'm sorry I do not have your flour anymore, but if you're in need, I'll give you a cloth that will give you everything you want. All you have to do is open it up and say, Spread, cloth, spread, and it will serve you up a feast. Well, this sounded good and fair to Jack, so he thanked the North Wind, took the cloth, and started back home. But it was a long walk, and he needed a place to stay for the night. So he stopped at a little inn on the side of the road. 
When it was time for dinner, Jack brought the cloth to the dining room and laid it out on a little table in the corner. Then he said, spread cloth, spread, and poof, just like the north wind had said, a delicious meal was spread before him. Everyone in the dining room, all of the guests, were very impressed. They all said, ooh, and ah. But no one was more impressed than the innkeeper. He said, Ah, ah, ah. Late that night, the innkeeper snuck into Jack's room and took his magic cloth, putting in its place a regular old cloth that looked almost identical to the magic one. When Jack woke up in the morning, he didn't notice the difference at all. He just scooped up the cloth and went on his way. And when he got home that evening, he was so excited to show his mom the magic cloth. He said, look, Ma, the north wind wasn't so bad. Gave me this cloth that when you open it up and say, spread cloth, spread, a delicious meal is laid out before you. His mom looked at him and said, mm-hmm, seeing is believing. So Jack opened up the cloth and laid it out on the floor and stood back and said, Spread, cloth, spread! But nothing happened. So he tried again. Spread, cloth, spread! But nothing happened. So he tried again. Spread, cloth, spread! Still nothing. Well, Ma, said Jack, Guess I'd better go back to the north wind to see what's the matter and what can be done. So off he went. He walked and walked, and when he finally got to the north wind's house, the north wind flung the door open and bellowed, You again? What do you want? Jack looked straight at the north wind and said, By the time I got that cloth you gave me home, it didn't work anymore. And we still don't have any flour because you carried it away. So I came to see what could be done about it. The north wind said, Ah, I see, I see. Up over the hill behind my house, there's a ram who coins nothing but gold when you say, Gold, ram, gold. (laughs) Take it and live well. Jack thought this sounded just fine. So he went up over the hill and got the ram and started walking home. But it was a long way, and he needed to stop for the evening at the little inn he had stayed at before. Now, in order to pay for his room, Jack needed money. So he looked at the ram and said, Gold, ram, gold, and out came gold coins plopping all over the floor. And All of the guests who saw this were very impressed. They all said, oh, and ah, but none were more impressed than the innkeeper who said, Late that night, the innkeeper snuck out to the barn and switched Jack's ram for one that looked almost the same but didn't give gold coins. 
When Jack woke up in the morning, he didn't notice any difference at all with his ram, and so he thanked the innkeeper and started on his way home. And when he got home in the evening, he was so excited to show his mom the ram that would give gold coins. But again, she looked at him and said, "Mm Mm-hmm, seeing is believing. So Jack took the ram and put it in the middle of the little house, and he said, Gold, ram, gold! And nothing happened. So again he said, Gold, ram, gold! But nothing happened. And so again he said, Gold, ram, gold! But no gold ever came. So Jack looked at his mom and said, Well, I suppose I should go back to the north wind to see what can be done. So off he went. He walked and walked, and when he finally reached the North Wind's house, the North Wind flung the door open and bellowed, You again? What could you possibly want this time? Jack looked straight at the North Wind and said, By the time I got home with that ram, it no longer gave gold, and the cloth doesn't work, and you took our last bit of flour, and now my mom and I might starve. What can be done about it? The North Wind said, I see, I see. Well, I don't have anything left to give you except that hammer in the corner that I use to help me fix things up around the house. It's the kind of hammer where you say, bang, hammer, bang, and it'll keep banging until you say, stop, hammer, stop. Well, Jack thought this sounded good and helpful, so he thanked the North Wind, took the hammer, and started walking home. But it was a long way home, and he had to stop again at the little inn on the roadside. As Jack was walking into the inn, he noticed a piece of the fence that needed mending, so he decided to test out the hammer the north wind had given him. He said, bang, hammer, bang, and the hammer went to work repairing the loose board. When it was fixed, Jack said, stop, hammer, stop, and the hammer stopped. Now all that commotion had caught the attention of the innkeeper and the guests inside, and everyone looked out and the guests were so impressed and they all said, Ooh, ah, but none were as impressed as the innkeeper, who said, (laughs) But by this time, Jack was a little suspicious of the innkeeper, what with the cloth and the ram. And so that evening, Jack was determined not to fall asleep. After dinner, he went up to his room, put the hammer in the corner, and pretended to go to sleep. And sure enough, late that night, the innkeeper snuck into Jack's room to take Jack's hammer and switch it for a regular one. But just as he was about to pick it up, Jack leapt from his bed and called, Bang! Hammer! Bang! And up jumped the hammer all on its own, and it started whacking everything in its path. 
bang the chair, bang the floor, bang the wall, bang the dresser. Why, that hammer was breaking apart everything in the room, and the innkeeper was terrified and red-hot mad. He was hopping around the room yelling, and just as the hammer was about to go for the toes of the innkeeper, Jack called out, Stop, hammer, stop. The hammer immediately stopped and fell to the floor, laying there like any old ordinary hammer. Jack picked it up and went over to the innkeeper, who was cowering in the corner. Jack said, Did you steal my magic cloth? And the innkeeper said, <laughs> Yes, 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 And Jack said, Did you steal my ram that coins gold? And the innkeeper said, <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. And Jack said, well, now I'll thank you very much to have my things back and be on my way. And so the innkeeper gave back to Jack what had been stolen. And Jack finished walking back to his house with the real cloth and the real ram and the real hammer. And when Jack's mom saw the cloth and the ram and the hammer at work, she said, oh, I believe, I believe. And Jack and his mom lived well. And when the father and Will and Tom got home, they never had to leave to search for work again because the family always had enough food and enough money and proper shelter because of the gifts of the North Wind. The End Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Rachel Harrington at rachelharrington.com. Tell her you heard her on the podcast and now want to hear her tell more stories. We are in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. Did you know you can connect with the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or me at Rachel Ann Harding. You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on the Story Story Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. And while you're there, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was a story that I crafted recently. That story would be King Midas. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was wondering what was in the back of a delivery truck. The music is by Pottington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door and there on the doorstep wrapped in his own blanket was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music.